Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I know we wanted to get this to get to this a little bit earlier. We get the Bill Belichick and the assistants because this does tie in. Uh, over the weekend, Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated tweeted out about how Gerard Mayo has been sitting in on the offensive coordinator interviews. Now, over the weekend, Sean Jefferson did his interview. All of the interview interviews, apparently, Foyer, have been conducted over Zoom or video mm. conference. You get a real understanding of what a person's like over a video conference. Exactly Absolutely. right. Further leading Check to the box. sham process and the whole deal. But what do you make of Bill allowing Mayo to sit into some of these, according to Breer? And those yeah. of you on Twitch are seeing the uh, the uh, the tweet. Yeah, so um, what does this mean? Okay, so this... Again, this reminds me back when uh, Josh McDaniels walked away from the Indianapolis Colts head coaching job. And I remember Mike Reese had this uh, report of one of the reasons why. And Terp, I don't know if you got it or not, but if you don't, don't worry about it. Um, And basically it was the whole, hey, part of the allure of staying after that dinner at Davio's was, hey, listen, you've been here a long time. If you stay, I'm going to open up my world to you. I want you to be by my side. I'm going to open my world to you. That Mm. was it. I want you to be by my side. So it's sound. So this situation, Gresh, I immediately thought of Josh McDaniels. Hey, don't leave. Stay. And if you stay, I'm going to do for you what I don't do for anybody. You're going to be by my side. You're going to be like a... Uh, like I'm just gonna call you an apprentice, but you're better than an apprentice. You're just gonna you're just gonna learn by you know osmosis, and you're gonna see what I do and see how I trick people and see how I tell them that this is a good deal for them, and 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 then you're gonna learn at an accelerated rate because I know you want to be a head coach, mm-hmm. okay? Um, so I'm gonna put you in those real time positions, right? Because you're my protege, you're my padawan, okay? Just like Josh McDaniel was. Now look at him; he's a head coach, or or he's just the assistant head coach. That's really it. You're the assistant head coach. Let's not read into it. You're now the assistant head coach. You got to be a part of this stuff. Well, maybe that's what it is. I do wonder how much of it is Bill being able to say to Mayo, you've been on the other end of these interviews. Now I'm going to show you how I do them. Kind of thing. Well, that's the, I want you to be by my side. I don't leave. You're not ready. But it's the why, right? So why? Like what does Bill do in an interview process that would be different than what Gerard Mayo would have experienced being the guy sitting across from the owner interviewing him? Like you're flipping the script a little bit. So I just wonder what could be gained for Gerard Mayo by sitting in on those considering – they're doing them over a video conference, for God's sakes. One of them's with a guy whose contract is up here, and the other three, I'll bet dollars to donuts, those guys ain't getting another OC interview in the whole process. And we're talking about Adrian Clem and Keenan McCardell and Sean Jefferson. Yeah, so, okay. Just like, the, what's the allure for I, Mayo to sit there? What would Bill have sold him on? Well, I mean, I guess, I mean, all right, so listen, you know what it's like to be Interviewed. interviewed, right. Okay, you know what that's like. But I'm going to teach you 
what to look for. The pitfalls. Guys try to trick you. They try to act like there's somebody they're not. I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you, uh, you know, the three keys to looking for a coach. You know, like I maybe that's it. I don't know. He's because if he is a head coach, he's gonna have to hire an entire staff. So what is that like, right? I mean, you've never done it before. Let me teach you what it's like. So when you do it for the first time, you're not surprised, right? You're ready. You're not some novice, and you don't get hired and you're fired a year and a half because you didn't know how to hire a staff. Okay, so I'm gonna put you, you're gonna be part of that situation. That's gotta be now. Maybe that isn't something that he was part of before. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it was. Like he was just listen. You're just a, a you're a you're a position coach. You know, you're a co defensive coordinator. You're the guy that talks though. So to me, I guess that's valuable. I mean, I guess. I mean, listen, if you've never done it before, wouldn't you want to see how it's done? And with that, but, but with that, and, and I would just I would just grab somebody who's done it before. I'd grab somebody that I respect. I'd say, hey, you've done this three times. You've been a head coach. He's going to turn to Patricia and Judge and be like, hey, not how'd you guys. hire a staff? Not those guys. Are you going to turn to Troy Brown and be like, hey. No, not him either. I didn't know. There, that's the thing. There's you no one, there's, there's maybe no one on that staff to turn to other than Bill to be able to get advice on how to set up being a head coach and how to pick assistants and things like I, that. I think that's the easy. Isn't that the easiest explanation? It as feels to like why? It. Hey, listen, Bill is. And, they, so, and it's obviously so. So Breer gets this information. Mm-hmm. Somebody wants him to have that information. It's the same thing with the press release. Hey, we're looking for an offensive coordinator. We're going to fix this and that. We're not going to let Gerard. We're going to make sure we extend Gerard Mayo. Hey, just so everybody knows what we're doing, I'm not going to send out another press release, but I'm going to leak some information to Breer. Hey, oh, by the way, don't forget to mention this. <laughs> Gerard Mayo's in on all these meetings. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. Kind of is when what's, you think about it. What like, about the other ones? What about Detroit Brown doesn't want to be well, a head coach? Because Lord knows, and it's been bandied about here for years now, everybody goes to, oh, succession plan. Oh, succession plan. Oh, there must be a – Gerard Mayo must be the succession plan. Who's the succession plan? Is there any other football market in America that is in the NFL – that has had so much discussion around the succession plan. Are people in Kansas City going, hey, well, I'll tell you that Andy Reid, it's getting old, it's chubby, you never know. Maybe they win and he walks away. What's well, going to be the succession plan? The only other, the only place this is going on is here because half of the folks who ask that question want to push Bill out the door, and the other half are just like, oh my God, make me feel better that it's someone I know who might take over. That's what this has really led to. Oh, oh boy, it must be him. Well, well, cripes. If Bill walked away next year, you'd have a guy that was a big candidate in Mayo. You'd have Joe Judge hanging around. You'd have Matt Patricia. And if they hired Bill O'Brien, you would have had three former head coaches on the staff with a guy who's an up-and-comer. And it's like, okay, that like there are people here that they could pick from. You might not like the choices, but we don't know where the crafts are at on all this as well. And it's just like, God almighty, can we just, like, Bill's here. Bill's here. So why are we going through the whole – I don't think Kansas City is being the boy. I hope Eric Bieniemy is the guy taking over. Stop. This, let me just comment on Eric Bieniemy real quick. Please because do. it just This, like, triggered me. There, you know, during that – over all these games, especially the playoffs, uh, the other day the game of the Kansas City Chiefs, they didn't mention Eric Bieniemy's name once. Mm-hmm. They didn't show him on the sideline calling plays once. They didn't show him interacting with Patrick Mahomes or Chad Henney once. Like, you wonder why he's not getting a job. You wonder why nobody's hiring him. It's almost like it's Andy Reid's, I guess, he's the head coach and it's his, and it's his offense, 
But Eric Bieniemy is the one that used to be a position coach and the offensive coordinator. Then they stopped being the off- a position coach, and he's strictly the offensive coordinator. Yep. But they don't mention him at all. Like, you didn't see him on the sideline once. It's like he didn't exist. I think maybe one or two times in passing. I thought there was like a shot of over his shoulder maybe one but time. Usually but usually you're no. piling on. Look at this. Christian, this four years ago, offense. he was supposed to be the guy. What has happened? Uh, he what honest, has happened? He's a terrible interview is my guess. I, it's amazing that with usually that plan, that scenario, that system will, will easily promote coordinator after coordinator after coordinator to, to head coach to head coach to head coach. That's the succession plan. For some reason, he's not involved in that conversation at all. Maybe he said, screw it. He t- lets everybody know, I don't want to do it. I'm happy and content where I'm at. But back to the why with Bill. You know why people keep talking about the succession plan? Because it's no different than Bill Walsh. It's no different than Chuck Knoll. It's no different than uh, Shula, Don Shula. It's no different uh, Levy. I feel like they know the end is near. They know they're getting older. Like, the the best years are behind them. Now you're either trying to break some record or you're just holding on because you have so much goodwill equity and you have so many, you know, know, awards and championships and, like, nobody wants to move you out. And you're still competing, but it it does – premature, I'm sure, but it doesn't feel any different than when Shula was on his way out – and, you know, how many years do you think they started talking about his succession plan before he actually left? How many times do you think George Seifert's name was mentioned before uh, Bill Walsh finally gave it up? It, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. I wasn't following it then. But I feel like it's a natural just progression with the with the coaching life. So is it only reserved for legends? Because yeah. the group that you mentioned, Noel, guys like that, yeah. all legends. All that's that's I think he's in that category. So naturally go, wow, this is four so four with the Steelers, a bunch with the the 49ers, undefeated season, lots of success with Shula. And then the other one would be um Tom Landry, if you want to go way back. You know, if you want to start using, you know, you know, names that you don't really have any well, relevant names now. It took an ownership change for that to happen for Jerry Jones to move Tom yes. Landry out and, and he brought was, in yep. and he brought in a guy who was for every bit as good as he was as a coach, was a, like, you know, Belichick, kind of a legendary GM as well in terms of the way he built the football team. And he was lucky to do it pre free agency. That so helped do, as well. So and that is my issue. I'm with you. It's like there's so much focus on what is Bill going to do next? But this this went back with Josh McDaniels. When he was up for that job, that was like 2017, 20, I don't even know when it was. Well, the Indianapolis, I think it was 17 yes. so because or 18. Even back then, it was like, all right, hey, you stay. We're gonna op- you're going to be by my side. Before, I was, I was real closed off. I didn't want anyone to know how I did business. I didn't want anyone to know how the sausage was made. Mm-hmm. Okay, they may be grossed out. Okay, now... I'm going to let you in. You're a part of a select group of people who get to know how everything works. So that's that's valuable, right? Because you screwed up the first time because I didn't open up my world to you. I didn't have you by my side. Now you are now you go start your own family. Draw mail. You're next. We will get to Bill Belichick and what he's doing with his assistants, but Butch in a Kushnid, once in on Mayo, sitting in on the interviews with Gresham Fourier. Hello, Butch. Hey, what's going on? Christian, I, I usually uh, – Uh-oh. Enjoy <laughs> listening to you, and I usually agree, but I, I disagree on this point. I think that what's wrong with with Coach Belichick asking Mayo to sit in? There's so many benefits for Mayo 
to, to get out of this. One is maybe Belichick wants his opinion. What his thoughts are on the people that he's interviewing. And what about if Mayo becomes a head coach or goes through the interview process again? He gets to meet or he's introduced to future candidates that he may work with. No, Butch, you're missing the point, though. We all, of course, it's valuable. No one's saying that it isn't. The question is why. Why? Why did he do it? Why is Breer, Albert Breer, releasing this information about, hey, oh, by the way, guys, with all the other stuff going on, Gerard Mayo is sitting in on meetings right by Bill's side. I'm not saying it. It's extremely valuable. Think about how much you can learn. But but how many people has Bill, like, did Bill Belichick ever do that for Charlie Weiss? Did he ever do it for Romeo Cornell? Did he do it for McDaniels the first time around? I know he gave him that book of the, hey, here's kind of the blueprint, and Josh still went, screwed it up. Did he pull Bill O'Brien in before Bill O'Brien went to Penn State to just be like, hey, if you're ever going to be a head coach again, da-da-da, this is Bill Belichick opening things up behind the scenes to people that he could have in the past, but why did he choose to do it at the points in time that he did? See, to me, it's like this new incentive package. Hey, all right, so we're gonna. You want the premium? You want you want the premium gold star package? Well, if you stay, you also get to sit by my side. Oh my God! Does he get the big Woo! Gene Rayburn microphone? Oh out? yeah, you get You'll the get oh Gerard Mayo. Here's what we're about to offer you. It's a you know a seven figure salary with lots of bells and whistles, a company car, and oh by the way, you get to sit by my side as I interview potential. Offensive coordinator candidate. He's a big winner. Look at this. Shrod Mayo gets to tap into Bill's knowledge. Oh my God. I'll take on door number three. It's like a dollar. And that's really the point of the why and when does Bill open it up to some of these dudes. There's also something going on with the assistants that I got to either get off my chest or pick your brain about. Okay. So. We know that there are these, um, using the term loosely, folks, these bowl games, right? They're not traditional bowl games as in here's Mississippi State against the, you know, third team from the Big Ten in a New Year's Day bowl. These are the draft process bowl games. There's the East-West Shrine game. There's the Hula Bowl. There's Which the, is the Polynesian Bowl now. The Polynesian yeah. Bowl now, right? And then there's the Senior Bowl, and there's yep. other smaller ones that are kind of all over the place that your scouts might go to or whatever. But there is a high amount of Patriot assistant coaches that are involved in these various bowl games, whatever it is. Like, Troy Brown is going to be the head coach in one of them, and DeMarcus Covington is going to be the defensive coordinator of one, and you've got all these different assistants that are now being a part of the process of, yes, coaching guys coming out of college and getting the touchy feel, get their hands on them, see what they're really like, But Bill Belichick is also, in a way, challenging his guys to take on different roles throughout this process, like Troy being a head coach. There's got to be a part of you that is giggling inside (laughs) of the, oh, my God, Troy Brown's going to run a football team for one of these weeks at these bowls. But I'm not laughing. But why is Bill doing this now where it's not just one or two guys? It's like four or five assistants that are going to do things differently than they do here in terms of these bowl games. What's he up to? Well, let me ask you this first before I answer that because I feel like this is I feel like this is 
normal. I feel like if if uh, I don't know who ends up each each like the senior bowl, which is the, the the best one, is coached by a specific team, right? And their coaching staff based on how they finish or something like that. Um, well, that was always the Pro Bowl, from what I remember. Well, the Pro was, Bowl, but I feel like it's a Senior Bowl too. It's not the Senior Bowl is not coached by you know ten random coaches from no, different teams. Not. It's coached by a you specific bring a staff. staff. You bring the entire staff. So I feel like this is like somebody must have said, "Hey, oh by the way, you guys have to coach the Hula Bowl. You have to coach the you know the East West Shrine Bowl." That's, okay, fine. Patriots are heavily involved in okay, that. Okay, right, and fine. some of the Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy's we know used to work. For yeah, the but Patriots. it's still like there's only one staff that does it. Right, like, you're not going to have you know the Tampa Bay Bucks tight ends coach coaching you know one side of the ball, and then sure enough, the quarterbacks. It's it's one staff for each side. Okay, so I'm curious. Is like they probably just. You know, decided, okay, Patriots, your staff, you have the uh, Shrine game. All right, Bill's like, well, I'm not going. I don't want to go. I'm going to send my guys down there. Two things. One, I don't want to go. I have better things to do. Of course. Okay. Three, you know, it uh, gives me a good opportunity to put some of these guys in a leadership role. You know, get them used to speaking in front of future pros. Now we're you know talking. that's what it is. So there's a there is a method to the e- madness. Does it accelerate the growth rate of those younger assistants? Considering a, we've always heard Bill maybe lives in fear of people leaving the organization, or b, maybe Bill is realizing I gotta hurry some of these guys up to get them up to the level of what is going to be around them, meaning Joe Judge maybe as a special teams coach, Bill O'Brien as an OC, Gerard Mayo as de facto defensive coordinator. Hey, I need to accelerate these guys to get them to catch up. That's a good point, too. And the other reason, there's a reason why you're not sending Matt Patricia or Joe Judge. Those guys have done it before. Right. You know, there's a reason why Scott Pioli is not returning in some capacity because he wants to elevate and mentor and, and, you you know, younger, you know, Players, younger coaches, mm-hmm. and also I feel feel like also is like let me see if they can succeed at this. Are they any good at it? Maybe maybe I put Troy Brown in a leadership position for some college all star game. Uh, well, he'll probably won't work with any of those guys ever again. Maybe a couple of them if he's lucky. If they end up crossing crossing paths, but he has to. You know what? He just you know he's not good at it. Couldn't manage the clock. Uh, nobody understood him. His message was not clear. Um, you know, who was all he was nervous. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Because don't you want to kind of weed out the weak of the group, just like any other, you know, uh, any other situation? This guy, nah, not good for him. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.